Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash us slash get QR code. This is episode number 72 with our guest, Jennifer Royal. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing, hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hey there, guys. Thank you for joining us and tuning in. You know you're tuned right into The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. You also know I am your host, Josh Carey. Our guest today is a professional magician who had her first contact with magic at the age of four and her first stage appearance at the age of seven. She's a member of the Magic Circle and studied all fields of magic, especially mentalism and hypnotism. Imagine that. She has since created a business around doing magic, two of my favorite things, by the way, by becoming an author, speaker, consultant, and a podcast host. She speaks on the magic of mindset, digging into why some people are thriving in life while others are trapped in repeating patterns. The answer she has found is in the mindset. When you learn some mind tricks on how to hack your own mind, everything will change. It can happen in an instant. Get ready to experience a new kind of magic by changing your perceptions and turning into the magician in your own life. How cool and amazing is this? How much am I looking forward to this? Help me welcome our guest. It's Jennifer S. Royal. How are you, Jennifer? Hi, Josh. I'm very well. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Uh, and I say that so, um, so truly, because like, uh, like I was telling you before we went on the air, I love magic. Uh, so just to be able to connect that to another passion of mine, business and mindset and entrepreneurship is just incredible. Like I said, I'm always the person that whenever there's a magician around, I'm front and center. I'm like the best and biggest fan. Um, I, I, I just love everything that it encompasses. So it's really, really cool to have you here and get into all that. Let's start with um, the magic side of you. Um, what kind of a magician are you, right? I know that there are certain, you know, some people do card tricks, sleight of hand, big stage presentations, illusions everywhere in between. How do you identify with that? Good question, Josh. So I'm really focused on modern magic, like dealing with the mystical forces, you could say, like modern mystics. Mm -hmm. And 
over the course of time, I really looked into every field of magic. So from card magic to close-up magic to manipulation, a little bit of comedy magic, but that wasn't really my type. And then I went down the road of uh, big illusions and also mentalism, what is really interesting. And still, till today, I do a combination of really visual magic. So making things appear, disappear, or transform. And also this mental magic or mentalism that has to do with our mind, like predicting the future or doing telepathy, doing telekinesis. But because it looks like that people are really fascinated by that because it implements that there is something we can control of our destiny when we know how. And playing with that is really interesting and gets the audience excited. And I can build a lot of suspense with that. And some people can't sleep after the show because sometimes it's getting really intense and this brings us then to mindset so I still love performing very much so I also I do close-up magic still that is really close happening just in front of you and then also the stage shows and these are completely two different worlds that require different skill sets and I love doing both of them genius very intrigued so mentalism what we're talking about is um mind reading right in the in the frame of magic that sort of a thing Correct. So I always say this is for entertainment purpose only so that I don't have any extraordinary ability. So, but I'm still interested in all these kinds of things. So maybe you heard of remote viewing and techniques like that. Mm. It's about like creating reality on your terms. And this is then where you end up while dealing with magic for so many years, because you start to think to yourself, what would it be if I could really do magic and have this kind of magical powers that are simulated on stage in a show. And this is then what leads into, as I said before, quantum physics and all that stuff where it's getting really interesting in metaphysics and those things. And it's just interesting to deal with all that. And I get a lot of ideas for my shows from it. Like, as I mentioned, the remote viewing, that is a technique that comes from the military, from the United States. And people love to hear this story about it and then I bring it together with this piece of entertainment and it really sticks in the mind of the audience. Give us an example because when I hear mentalism first of all I know that that is the kind of trick that always right just blows everybody's minds you do it everybody's following along in anticipation and then when there's the reveal everybody's mouths just drops right is this the kind of thing where um through the effect and through the story and through controlling the audience you're going to reveal uh on a on a big piece of paper that nobody touched um my my daughter's name and I never revealed it and we never spoke and it was never written that kind of a thing right Yes, you got it perfectly right. That's it. So I've done this to radio shows before where I've sent in a sealed envelope like a week before the show. What? Go ahead, go ahead. I I love it already. So set this up for us. Okay, should I build more suspense? Or I I, I already got you, right? Yeah, clearly. (laughs) Yeah, so I've sent in this uh, sealed envelope and I said, please don't open before the show and uh, to the host. And then we 
went on in the show and uh, someone was calling in and uh, I had the host pick a book. So I brought several books with me and he could pick freely. And then I've, uh, I put a business card on top and the, the person who was calling in told me stop. So I moved it down, stop anywhere they liked. And then they could decide to the left or to the right. And I moved the business card and uh, there was this window inside. And uh, then they said stop again. And there was then one word in, to, in the window of my business card. And I had the host open the envelope and I think it was airport. And of course, in the envelope, there was a paper with just one word on it, airport. And the host never allowed you near that envelope? Of course. He was sitting on, on the envelope. No, no, no. Literally, literally yes. and seriously. Yes. See, okay, so fine. So e e you know what's incredible? Even just hearing, right? We're not watching. We're not in the performance area. We're not seeing you go through this. But just hearing that does a lot, right? It's even giving me that result almost. What do you, what is it about what it does for the audience? What's happening? What do you get from that? What do I get from that? Yeah, I think it's, it's inspiration and it's also breaking out of your thinking patterns, what's possible when you know how to do it. And this is where I love to transform it, this into entrepreneurship, to break out of all the rules, to create something completely new. No one else came up before. And I always say that magic is about making the invisible visible because you're dealing with things that are not visible, but you find a way to make them visible and that is what entrepreneurs and visionaries also do because they are able to see things long before they exist and they speak them into existence and they bring them into existence we're going to go down that road um more i i just want to stay with this and see how we can extract this for all it's worth so i'm an entrepreneur our listeners are we're business people so what can we do because i'm still hearing this radio show trick, a, um, a trick that's, you know, I'm sure we've all seen over time. So now we heard you walk through that, whether we just heard it and are thinking about it or have seen it. What, what should I or could I best be doing now with that to help me grow and expand? Naturally, I'm going to say, how in the world was that possibly done? So logically, I see no connection, right? So how can I use that to help my business, right? Or my creativity? Where is the use? Mm -hmm. So I would say it's like to don't think with your rational mind because your rational mind only takes you from A to B. So in one linear uh, line and when you bring in the the subconscious mind yeah. you have so many more opportunities and it's dealing with the unknown and i think the biggest potential the magic potential is that you don't know what you don't know Ooh. that's it go go i love that we don't know what we don't know so naturally i'm gonna see the rational and i'm gonna say well 
there's no possible way. There just isn't a way. And now my brain stops. And honestly, it hurts a little bit, right? It really hurts because you're like, how? How did this? How? How? And you're right. So now I'm in the position that I don't know what I don't know because obviously it was done. It it, it was successfully executed. So now I, I have to figure out what I don't know and wrap my head around that. Yes. So it's like you are hitting a block when you are thinking with your rational mind. So it's like you fall into this trap of overthinking. And it's like when you want to have something you never had, you have to do something you have never done. So obviously where you are right now is due to your knowledge and everything you know mm -hmm. and to hit like the next level you have to learn something completely new maybe something you don't know at the moment is existing and when you are ready with your mindset then you can see the opportunity so it starts in your mind being or staying open-minded so the the most dangerous thing you ever can say is i know that already and also when people approach me and say, oh, I know this trick. So great. But what do you do with it? Nothing. So it's about staying open-minded. And with that, you are able to receive a solution you would have never thought of. And the interesting thing is, I always say that input equals output. But you know that from going to the gym, when you drain your muscles, your muscles are not growing while you are working out. They are growing when you are resting. And you can use the same principle for the mind work and everything that's going on in your head because you put all put in all the information learning all that but then your your mind needs some time to process all of that to come up with an output and you need to invest this time and just letting things go so you have this experience in our example from the the magic trick that you witness and then just let it go take a shower go into the swimming pool or whatever and you will be so surprised that your mind will hit you with a genius idea when you least expect it. Oh my goodness, Jennifer, my goodness. My mind is, um, it, it feels, it feels everything right now. There's so much that it's feeling. Um, I, like I said, just, I, I, I love magic and I love being able to, which I've never really consciously connected, but I love your take and your angle on, okay, so I'm doing magic, but let's take this steps further and apply it to the business world. So, so fascinating. Who, who, who inspires you in the magic world? Who do you watch? Yeah, I get this asked often, but it's not that easy because obviously there are not really any other female magician worldwide. So there are really a few and this is my niche there. Yeah. And also, I mean, you have great names like Penn and Teller and still David Copperfield and Chris Angels so in, the, in the United States area and where some in, in Germany, but it's actually not really working for me. Um, so I look more into other fields, people that are fascinating. So when you look at someone like Oprah Winfrey, she just comes out on stage and you feel her presence. So, and then I'm looking for role models like that and see what can I like copy from them or just borrow from them. Not copy is not the of right course, word. And then 
bring it into the magic, into my persona. And this is also what uh, Tony Robbins does, right? So with NLP, you look for these role models and then you do what they do to get the same results. And with that, I think that makes my magic more fresh because it's not just copying another magician. It's coming up with new material, with new stories and also being a very fascinating personality. Because as an entrepreneur, you are as well a fascinating personality because you are living the dream of wow. being free. So wow. you are not limited to time and space, especially when you're in the online business area. So you can create magic there as well. And this is a big dream of a lot of people. So when you hit a party or networking event, people will ask you all those questions because you live the dream and you are brave enough to do it. And it's the same with being a magician. So as soon as someone finds out, like my hidden identity, then all, all the, for the whole evening, they are asking me questions. So I'm uh, doing a magic session once a week for children in the school because the school was trying three years to get me and I always turned them down and I said, okay, maybe from the universe, I have to do this now. And then I said, okay, I do this one hour a week when I'm not out for shows or uh, speaking gigs or whatever. And uh, it's so, so funny because this, uh, these children are around 10 to 12 years and they are so fascinated by, by uh, magic. It's incredible. And it's, it comes from the persona. So I always tell them as well, when you take a deck of playing cards, it's just printed paper. There's no magic at all. What brings them to life is the magician and the personality behind it. And it's the same when you are an entrepreneur because you can have a great product. So, so many entrepreneurs and companies have great products, whether it's an actual product or a digital product but what people actually die especially when you're in the coaching and consulting area is they buy your energy yes I uh, goodness I love that connection that uh, uh, the playing cards there's nothing to it but it's what you as the person and magician and performer and persona and entertainer bring to it and make of it just like as an entrepreneur you can have a product or service that uh, re even resembles somebody else's so then you know the question we all face why should somebody choose you over somebody else for your product or service and like you said, it's because what you, as the persona, the entertainer, if you will, bring to it. Correct. That's it. Yeah. You are so smart, as I said. <laughs> well, thank you. Why do you think that there aren't um, an equal amount of men versus women doing magic? It still remains a mystery. So no one knows exactly. There are some thoughts on that, that you have to think like an engineer to create an illusion and do this reverse engineering to come up with an illusion. For example, making a car appear or disappear on stage. Mm. And that this is more a male thing. And it's then it's also said that it's a thing of power because when you step out as a magician, you are like, I mean, it's in a positive way, but you're controlling the whole audience, what you are doing there. And it's mm -hmm. different than in another art, like for singers. So people can, in the audience can do whatever they want. They can part whatever but magic requires this focus and attention wow. and you have to be a good performer to wow. grab the attention and keep the attention captured to what you are doing and so there was this theory that women are not so much into that uh, doing it and I'd say it 
it really is a positive thing. And this is why I also help entrepreneurs with performance in general, because we are all performing all the time. And it's about high performance and good performance and to deliver a great performance also in entrepreneurship, not only on stage is you have to be prepared very well. And this is what brings magic about the preparation. So it happens in an instant, in seconds, when the magic actually happens. But no one in the audience knows the whole preparation behind it or training like one slide of hand for about a year to perfect mm. it. That's mm. a preparation. And I think then that's you reach a point where really magic can happen when you have all this preparation and you deliver a great performance. Just, just like a business, right? That's what you're saying. It takes all, all the same preparation to get your, your messaging right, your brand right, your marketing right, your execution right, your product or service right. All of that is the preparation just like you have to prepare over and over and over again in order to uh, execute perfectly when the time comes. Definitely. So uh, in business, it's about building the solid foundation that you have. And also it enhances your confidence. This is what I also learned from magic, because when you go on stage and you know exactly that everything is prepared in your magic suitcase and that you have a plan B and like two items of everything in case something drops or whatever, because you know, it's live entertainment. There's just this one shot. It's not like in film doing it just again. So <laughs> going back to, to the beginning and with that, it builds this confidence because you know, okay, whatever happens, I have this backup for me. And when you have in business this solid foundation where you build on, it also builds your confidence because you're feeling stronger when you go out. And we know that it's always the most confident person who wins. Mm, very interesting poll quote. I love that. Let me ask you um, to take us back to the beginning. I'm very intrigued to see how we got to this place in your life. Take us back to the beginning, if you will. What was life like growing up as a young child for Jennifer S. Royal? <laughs> Yeah, so you mentioned in the introduction that it really started very soon when I was just four years old. And a friend of my father just showed me a trick on how you make your thumb disappear. And that was everything I could accomplish with my small hands at the age of four. Wow. And I did this for about a thousand times in kindergarten and for my parents. And then maybe they get bored because at seven I got a magic kit, so I had more tools to play around with. And I locked myself in my room and tried everything in this magic kit completely by myself. And back then it was really like studying the manual and trying everything. So today you can watch videos, but at that time, I had to learn it really by hand. And I did this, and then I had my first show at seven, and I already tricked an audience or an adult audience, so they had no clue how I did it. I actually performed a mentalism piece at the age of seven. Of course, without really knowing it, it was just a trick out of the magic kit, but this is how it started. And then it got me into the magic circle at the age of 15, and I financed my two studies with it. So I got a diploma and a master's degree because my father was a school director and always said, I mean, he loved magic, but he said, okay, you should learn something real uh, because oh, no. magic is not a profession and so on. And oh, wow. then, yeah, I did this, but I always did magic. So I never stopped doing it for all my life until today. 
So let's go back to your, your childhood. What can you see that was the benefit, the overarching life skill benefit for what you were doing as a four, five, six, seven-year-old? Sure. So I would say it was really developing this discipline to stay with something with all this commitment until it's finished and to try over and over again. When it's not working, try again. And learning this process that there's always a learning curve involved when you try something new and you have to stick with it and you will become better every time you do it. And this is a a skill that, that helps me still to this day. Mm. And you're, you alluded to this, but early on your parents were supportive and then ultimately saying, yeah, fine, that's all good, but go to school for something real. <laughs> yes, that uh, was how the story went and I did it. I'm, I'm still glad that I got these degrees because uh, especially in economics, this helps me really now for all the, the business yeah. side of things. And, you know, it's called show business. So there's one thing of being a good magician and the other things of being a good business person behind it. And that is really true. And I got my master's degree in film design and film directing and this also also helped me a lot in developing stories and character and seeing a big the big picture and how the hero's journey works from start to finish in every story so that was really good so i'm still happy that i did this but then i'm also glad that i made this final decision to become a professional magician and focus all my energy there first for some time before i really turned entrepreneur And uh, it was also, as I mentioned before, when I was starting, I didn't see all the opportunities that were out there. So I just learned, okay, you become a magician and you do magic shows, that's it. And then I had this idea of writing a book, like creating a product out of magic that people can take with them. And then also doing something with this ton of knowledge I gathered from studying magic for so many years and including psychology and perception and also influencing persuasion. And I found out, oh, you can use this for entrepreneurship, for marketing, for copywriting, for all of those things. And more and more uh, opportunities showed up and uh, I just took them and I'm now at a really interesting uh, position working with uh, international companies, helping them in like mindset consulting and showing the employees new perspectives. Mm. Wow. Um, when did you first identify as a professional? When did that, how did, how, how and when did that shift and gig show up? Well, it's about six years ago now that I made this final decision to do it and I never looked back. So I like put everything on one card. Mm-hmm. What did, what was the thing? What was the, the moment? Well, the moment is really uh, a tragedy, actually. So after finishing my studies and I worked for some time then in Hollywood, did an internship there and I got back and uh, started in one of the biggest 
German TV broadcasters uh, in the international co-production. And I was working there and flying to shows in the evening, flying back, going to the office in the morning. So really exhausting mm -hmm. over time. And I was thinking about that because I felt like this small number in this big company without doing anything there. So I really felt stuck and kind of trapped. So for me, it was a, like a prison. And then the tragedy that tragedy uh, that happened was that I lost my mom at the age of uh, 60, just before Christmas. She passed away and that hit me very, very hard. And seeing her there in the hospital and she wasn't really able to speak anymore, I thought to myself, this is a situation where you don't regret what you have, the risks you took in life, but whether the risks you didn't take. And I left this hospital with this clear thought in my mind that I'm now going to live my dream and turn a professional magician. No, no, whatever my father would say or anyone else, it's my decision. I go with it. I thought I can go back anytime. I have my degrees, but I, I set myself free right now. And I did this. This was the turning point. Wow. And you always knew that you could pull this off, right? <laughs> yeah, knowing. I mean, it was believing. There is this book out there, this old book, The Magic of Believing. And it's really that you have to believe it first and then other people will believe it too. And we know all that it's these beliefs that are holding us back as well in entrepreneurship because most of us grew up in this time where you were taught that you have to work hard. And when you want to have more money, you have to work even harder. So this is complete nonsense because when you look at it, the really successful and rich people are those who work the least or work really smart because they make their decisions and have their team doing things. So they are the ones that come up with the brilliant ideas and other people are like implementing it. And when it would be the case that really hard work makes you rich, look at waitress, uh, waitress people, waitresses and waiters. So they, they work crazy hours and they work really hard, but those are not the people that are the richest. And it's about turning all these beliefs around and believing in yourself first and then other people will believe in you. And this is where I started. So I believed in myself that I can do it. And there is actually some magic in believing. So it's the same in a magic show. You as a magician have to believe that the woman or the ball or whatever is levitating. I mean, you know exactly that it's not, but you have to believe it. And that's exactly what transfers the feeling of belief into the audience. Oh my goodness. Again, just so, so, um, so perfect. Everything you're saying so brilliantly fascinating. I, I, I love how, how you've connected and how you've done what you're doing and what you continue to do. It's just so perfect. Where, where do you see the, the next phase for you going? Good question. And it's interesting that you bring that up now because it's just like two weeks ago that another inspiration hit me and it you know, there is this famous American term, what I love so much, everything will fall into place. So there's nothing uh, that you can compare to that in German. And it was really that like all the pieces moved together. And I thought, okay, the next big thing is to create a film for the cinema, bringing this 
together, like magic and mindset mm. and what you can do using quantum physics and other uh, techniques from reality creation to design the life of your dreams, really doing this life design. And I started my magic career uh, a few years back, like the professional magic year at a film festival actually in Munich. So this was also a very important point. And for that, we went to Venice to shoot a magic video there. And I've seen it then on the big cinema screen. It was really cool and very powerful to see it there in this uh, big picture. And uh, now for 2020, the uh, film festival is coming back to Munich and I thought uh, it would be perfect to like come full circle and have a full length movie there and this is the big vision so bringing everything together also with my podcast like speaking with brilliant minds from all around the world on how to create magic results. Wow so your topic um, the magic of mindset it's digging into why some people are thriving in life while others are trapped in repeating patterns. I've been there for years before I was able to break through and be this person that I always knew was there, that I always knew was waiting. But like you said, never believed it, right? I always just had that story perpetuating in my mind. And I kept repeating the same patterns and habits and got frustrated and angry because I wondered, why does this continue to happen? Um, what do you say about it? Why do some people thrive and others repeat the same patterns? Yeah, I think we all fall into this trap from time to time. And I also do, but I just get out uh, faster because I'm aware of what's happening. And it starts again with our thoughts. So everything is created from our thoughts and we have to pay close attention there. And it's sad that we think about 70 to 90,000 thoughts a day. And the problem is that most people think the same thoughts over and over, what keeps them exactly where they are. And it was Albert Einstein who said that when you're doing every time the same thing, it's crazy to expect different results. Mm -hmm. And so to get out of this is really to be aware of your thoughts and change your thoughts on purpose. So get out, learn something new because we only see what we know. So when you want to see more, you have to learn new things. And I mean, today you can do that everywhere online. There are so many online courses or books. You can access books directly, eBooks, no problem. And this is what breaks you free and uh, you can break free from gravity and breaking out of uh, where you are trapped. And another trick to do that is to change your environment. So when you surround yourself with other people, maybe even people that are smarter than you, and also an environment that is thriving, like when you go, for example, to New York, where there's a lot of high energy. So depending what you're looking for, or you go to uh, Bali, where there is some slow energy, where you re can calm down. It depends, but these are factors that really can propel you forward. Hmm. The, the brand of mine, The Hidden Entrepreneur, was developed and created because, like I alluded, I spent years hiding, basically hiding my true self, hiding every strength and power that I had to give in exchange from showing up in a version that I thought others expected of me, you know, playing it small and hiding behind fear. Was there a time you can share with us where you found yourself hiding 
in fear and how you got through that? Sure. So it's not so long ago where, and I think this can really happen easily in business that you collaborate with the wrong people. So when it comes to business partners, and I'm now very sensitive there and also listen to my intuition, but there I really made a big mistake and partnered with the wrong management agency. And I don't know, I really got like a trap there in this negative cycle. And I thought, wow, they have all the power and I have to do now what they are saying. And there were, were so many contracts mm. and they decided on making a name change and a lot of things. And I felt so trapped. And also my creativity was kind of blocked because it was, again, like going back into employment, having someone else telling me what to do in a kind of way. And it was horrible. But for sometime I couldn't break free from it I was really like I had all this attachment to it and uh, also some expectations what they would do and didn't work out at all so we ended uh, the process with having lawyers on both sides because it got really crazy but then I did something uh, really interesting and maybe that sounds crazy so it, it was just for me but it worked because when we started this like cooperation, we met in a hotel lobby in Munich. And this is where everything started. And for me, it really had this negative energy and I made the mistake to go into this deal with a lot of pressure and as I said, expectations. So that was no good idea at all. And after this whole process that was not working and fighting so much on different things because they had completely different perspectives and actually in the end, no clue on how to create a magic show and especially how to sell magic because wow. that's also sensitive and you need to be emotional to transfer this, em this emotion of being uh, astounded and uh, astonished. So after all of that and uh, changing my lawyer to a great lawyer, I took the, the contract I had signed and the lawyer also uh, confirmed that it was a really bad idea to sign this uh, contract, but they put so much pressure on me to do it and I actually did them. So I took the contract with me, went back into the hotel where everything had started and ripped the contract apart and uh, threw it into the trash there. And it felt so good. I mean, maybe it's just crazy and it's just in my imagination, but I left the hotel like a different person and uh, leaving all the weight there and closing the circle. Wow. So in, so interesting. You said that um, one of the things, um, if, if I picked up on this correctly, you were, you were tied to this management company and they they had you or forced you or asked you, whatever it is, they had you change your name? They forced that upon you? Yes, yes, they Why? actually did. Why? Yeah, they, th they thought, so before I always uh, worked as Magic Victoria, so that was my artist's name, I came up by my own. And then they thought, oh, that's not professional enough. We have to come up with another name. So they changed the last name and I got rid of magic. And they just made this decision and said, okay, we are doing this now because we are under pressure and we have to go out uh, producing all this marketing material. And wow. then in, in the end, I thought, okay, I don't want to fight anymore. Okay. So then let's do it like this. Mm. And 
this is actually why I then decided after breaking free to change my name completely and going back to Jennifer, what is actually my real name. And before I always, like in your uh, case, had not really a mask, but like changing my personality like an actor when going on stage. And I thought, yeah, maybe I'm just closing a part of me out, like the, the real Jennifer. And now with being more kind of an entrepreneur and speaker as well, I found another combination to bring the real Jennifer into without having to really completely changing my identities. Was there a time, let's, uh, let's pivot to failure. Was there a time, and I want to see if there's something specific of you in action on stage, was there a time that a trick failed and how did you deal with that? Well, it happens from time to time, of course. The one big advantage is that people don't know what was meant to be. So I can like course correct a little bit. So then I just know and I have to keep my feelings under control and not being too angry about it. And uh, actually I did a showcase for this agency and the same pattern because I put so much pressure on that. And do you know the situation where you know you have to perform 100% and it has to be really good and it turns out like the opposite. So that's really crazy, but then it's just too stressful and too much pressure. And I did did this there and I made a mistake in my mind because a lot of the tricks when it comes to mentalism you have to memorize uh, a lot of things and also be concentrated and that day I prepared everything myself we were shooting this showcase and I was so exhausted because I didn't eat something and I was just at this low energy, you know, and I went out on the stage and I knew exactly from my feeling that this is not going well and it didn't. So I made this mistake in my mind and when I do, I can't do anything. It, it just it's just not working. So this very effect. And uh, yeah, it, it was just horrible for myself. And I learned this as well, that you have to let things go and really be in a relaxed mood when you perform and when you have an important business meeting and really be with yourself and having this alignment with your thoughts and your actions. So I learned that and it will never happen again like that. So, I mean, I can't prevent something from falling down or whatever, having a, a complicated spectator on stage, but that's okay. That's show business. But the other things I really learned. Looking back on a younger version of yourself, what advice would you give that person? Hmm. Also, very good question. I think it relates to what I just said about letting go and trusting more in yourself and also trusting that everything will unfold in the perfect timing. So you believe everything happens for a reason? Definitely. And I think that we have this free will, mm. but I also think that there are certain points in life that you kind of have to hit so that you have to be there. But the way on how you end up there and which path you take is totally up to you. Are you spiritual or religious in any ways? Well, not really so religious. Um, I'm a Christian, so what is kind of, I think, normal here in Germany, but uh, I don't go to the church anymore. And uh, concerning sp 
spirituality. I think this is really interesting. They have a lot of interesting concepts there. And I'm also open-minded when it comes to that. But I would not say that I'm a really spiritual person. I'm more into science. And when I pick something up from the spiritual realm, I like kind of connect it with science and it inspires me. What do you believe happens when it's all over? when our time here on earth comes to an end? Mm. Oh, tough question. I mean, there are several theories to that. And I think it's crazy to think that everything just ends from one second to another because the universe is just too big. And with the small capacity we are using of our mind, we are not really able to see all the connections and experience everything that's going on, like with parallel parallel universes and so on. So I would say that there is a transition and uh, talking about the death of my mom, I actually did see this. So when we think of the soul, so that brings this unique thing to a person. So when you see someone die or have made this experience, you really see that when the soul is kind of out of the body and this person is dead, that there's a completely different expression than before when you maybe have seen this person just sleeping. So it's different. It's like something really left the the body. And I'm sure that there is something happening with the soul. So what exactly hard to tell I mean, there are so many people that have been on kind of the other side talking from a light and uh, feeling this wholeness and then feeling like trapped to get back into their bodies. And I'm sure that there is something like another dimension or whatever, and then that it's not really ending because we know also that the universe is a closed system. So there is always energy and you can move energy from one place to another. You can transform energy, but you can't destroy energy in a closed system. So it's the same with the soul. The soul is energy. So I would say that there is a kind of transformation happening after death. I'm intrigued by one specific part when you said the universe is a closed system. What exactly does that mean? Yes, like, um, you know, a system where there is no real escape. So everything stays inside the system. And this is what I mean by the energy. So when you transform the energy, and it's also like when you think of water. So water, the energy of water can also transform, right, into something else. And uh, yeah, that's happening there. So there is no escape of energy. And there's the same principle when you think of giving, and uh, you give energy into something. Mm. It can be a relationship or you're helping someone with anything. This is also a transfer of energy. And this energy will come back to you, maybe from somewhere you don't expect it. And it hasn't to be money. There are so many other uh, possibilities. And money is also an energy. So when you give money and you give energy, there will, it will happen that money and, in this case, energy comes back to you. I will leave you with this one final question. Jennifer S. Royal, how would you like to be remembered? Wow, another tough question. (laughs) So I would love to be remembered as an inspiration and helping people to see a world they have not seen before. Wow, I'm just writing that down because that is just amazing. Uh, and certainly ties into you and everything you you are and you do. And I, I wouldn't expect anything less. My goodness, 
one of my new favorite people, one of my new favorite conversations. Thank you so much for showing up today and opening up and uh, being you. I really appreciate it. Wow, cool. That's such a nice compliment of you, Josh. And I saw you took some notes. So this is always a good sign. So I love when I'm a speaker on stage and people are taking notes and I know they are hooked in. So they are getting something out of it. And I really, really enjoyed being your guest today. So that was an amazing conversation. You asked so many great questions and you are a very good interviewer. And uh, just a week ago, I read that some of the best paid people in the world are interviewers like Oprah Winfrey free again so i thought this is nice i have this on my desk now this quote so that's kind of cool and uh, i'm looking forward because we before we started recording i invited you into my show the pure mind magic podcast where i talk to brilliant minds and i would say definitely josh you are a brilliant mind well right back at you i really appreciate that cannot wait to uh, appear and attend that show really looking forward uh this is certainly not the last we've seen of each other i appreciate it again and I appreciate everybody who's tuning in. I hope you find this uh, intriguing, fascinating, like I have. If you got something out of it, let us know. Take, uh, take a piece of action. Put something good into the world. We're going to do it again, not too far behind. Another intriguing, fascinating episode coming your way. Until we meet again and until we have that episode, go get them. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.